Welcome to the Travelling Senorita episode 177. Today I am going to take us on a trip through Sunnybank, which is a suburb just outside of Brisbane. Well, it's in the Brisbane uh, precinct, but it's about 20 minutes away from the suburb of West End. I'm going to take us from uh, Sunnybank to Southbank. I've been doing a lot of uh, different events lately and I wanted to have a chat to you about them because they have real significance uh, to this country. It is a week of referendum. I am in a position where I don't even know how we get the right to answer that question. I don't know how Indigenous culture is not already enshrined in the Constitution. I thought we had progressed from Mabo days to now um, and the fact that this country is being asked uh, to vote on Saturday and that people are voting no is just too much for me to bear. However, I am a freedom fighter and I am out there with positive vibes asking people if you don't know, don't vote no. If you don't know, learn more, do your research and you'll find there's a yes in there uh, for the Indigenous land that we stand, that we're blessed to be a part of. Today I'm coming from you in Krulipa land in West End. I drove up yesterday from the Bunjalung nation and I respect all the Indigenous peoples past, present and emerging on this land. So let's hope the rest of the country feels the same. The eternal optimist is Kylie Mitchell-Smith, but I, uh, yeah, what other way is there with such darkness around the world at the moment? So today I'm going to try and provide you some light. This uh, this episode is will end with a runaround of Sunnybank, which is a really um, great example of um, an Asian community going into a, a suburb of Brisbane and just enlivening it with their culture, uh, with food, uh, designs, shops, and yeah, we get the pleasure of wandering around and enjoying that. But before I do that, I went on the uh, march, actually, um, for the referendum a few weeks ago across across the river, the river, the Brisbane River to around about uh, George Street, Square and just near there is a park and I think it's called Elizabeth Park where 20,000 people gathered and we were brought in by incredible musicians to the likes of Bernard Fanning who's a, a Brisbane boy through and through and a surprise performance by Xavier Rudd. Um, music makes my heart sing, creativity connects me to the world and these artists across Australia had put their hand up to support this cause for the yes vote. So we had Xavier Rudd and Bernard Fanning in Queensland. We had Dan Sultan and crew down in Sydney. We had Peter Garrett in at the Federation Square in Melbourne, Paul Kelly in South Australia and John Butler in Western Australia with Indigenous uh, performers um, and elders speaking. Um, so that was just incredible to watch. And uh, I think if that's not enough, 
for people to understand the importance of that vote, then I don't know what is. But yeah, what a great turnout around the country. And I was lucky enough to be with my youngest son, Will, before he headed off to join his brother to live in Canada for a while. And, you know, we had a really good chance to chat about, um, you know, what it means to be an Australian. So I'm glad he left with that in his heart. Then I was lucky enough to, um, well, not lucky enough, I bought a ticket, which uh, was great to see that Trent Dalton was launching with such gusto his latest book. So he says it's the the, the third in the trilogy of his, uh, the trauma of his childhood. And this, this will be the last. He's now grown up. <laughs> uh, what an amazing man. And so the wonderful bookstore around the corner from me, Avid Bookstore, has great speakers every Tuesday night and conversations and they always get behind book launches but with Trent last year uh, the last time we saw him in Brisbane he was launching love stories and that was in the town hall but this time they needed more space and they went to they decided to do it in the uh, South Bank Piazza um, which I think they ended up selling 1200 tickets with proceeds going to an incredible cause, which I learnt much more about. It's literally on the river where I'm sitting today, uh, is a lot of the affected um, area, is Second Chance, which is pretty much, homelessness is probably not the word. These people uh, don't can't go to their homes due to domestic violence. So they end up living in their cars with their children. That's just one part of the story and the connection with Trent Dalton in his latest book, um, Lola in the Mirror, is he's depicting a character that is living in the car with her mum in West End on the Brisbane River um, in the industrial area. So I ride past that pretty much every day and it just resonated with me because I do see a lot of Indigenous home homeless along that path. I see a lot of... Um, and I guess people just wandering around and wondering where they're living. And this one's super important because as one of the, um, I think one of the representatives from Second Chance said is, you know, they're not homeless. They have a home, but they can't go there because it's not safe. So Trent Dalton, you are a legend to put your name to that cause. Um, you've had your own colorful upbringing and, you know, along with three brothers your mum and you know you talk about the monster that was you know attacking your family and I just feel like you have turned such darkness into light for people to understand that there is another path and there is light at the end of dark tunnels and yeah you you paid homage to your mum and your brothers in the audience and yeah you just you just are an absolute legend not only in this country but to the world and your words are so heartfelt and enticing which is great to read a book that of that caliber so well done to you Trent Dalton um, lucky enough last week to attend that launch I strongly suggest going and getting that book Lola in the mirror as I said it's the trilogy it's the last one of his childhood trauma so can't wait to see what else Trent uh, has up his writing sleeve so that is my last sort of couple of weeks in and around Brisbane town. It's a, God, it's really happening in Brizzy. The festival, Brisbane festival just ended. 
we had the football games and yeah then we had the um the march for the yes campaign and then trent dalton's shining the light on a dark subject of domestic violence uh, which is prevalent in this country so check out second chance i think it's a good uh charity to be involved with on the ground um, and then myself, I had to go to Sunnybank yesterday for a uh, doctor's appointment, actually. And I thought, what? I always had heard Sunnybank and seen it come up on my feed. Uh, a lot of my um, followers and people I follow are all foodies. So um, a lot of Brisbane food writers often go out there and post incredible photos of yum cha and just really traditional Chinese uh, fare. So I hit up one of the one one of my friends that i know um shout out juliana lovely looney one of my foodie friends up here and she gave me a couple of tips on where to head in um sunnybank as i haven't been there before i wasn't sure if there was an actual main street or if it was a precinct but what i found out was it was like it's a few precincts all around you have like a market shopping center you have the plaza where i was there's another mall down the road and they are all threaded with uh, Asian restaurants, grocers, designer stores. And yeah, there's even billboards that are written in Chinese with English underneath. The menus are written in, are written in Mandarin with uh, English uh, like subtitles. So you know you're in a really authentic space. And I, that's what I love about Australia is the multiculturalism of this country. I was born in a, um, a similar place to Sunnybank, I guess, called Springvale in Victoria. At the time, it was very sort of like, you know, 50s kind of boomers having, uh, you know, buying brick veneer houses and having babies. But it was also a massive immigration area for the Vietnamese community. So for us, we just were used to having great food around us, Asian grocers. Um, and then we moved down to the Mornington Peninsula and that area, um, Springvale, continued to grow in immigration. And I just thought it's, an, it, you know, it, it's immersive, it integrates. Uh, Melbourne's a really good example of that from Ligon Street, the, the um, Italian areas to Abbotsford, which is more Vietnamese. And you've, you know, you've just got pockets of multiculturalism all over this country. And that's why I find it very difficult to understand why the First Nations people would not be recognised um, in this country. Now, in their mind, they're recognised for the land they stand. They know. They know their connection to country. But isn't it time that we also respected that as a nation? Anywho, getting back to Sunny Bank, um, I didn't really need to know where to go, although I did head straight to where Juliana said to go, which is Fortune Well, which is a uh, Chichouan um, cuisine, which is the centre of China. And they were doing things like, it was, I'm not much of a meat person. I can go to certain areas of meat, but they were doing things like snakehead and duck gizzard and these big smoking... Um, pots of fish were coming out where they were pouring in steamed broth uh, that was an incredible restaurant visually to watch what was going on a lot of cold dishes as well which i wasn't quite used to uh, but i ended up getting a cold chicken spring onion and tofu with chili oil everything was doused in chili oil 
so that was uh, one of the restaurants I went to. But the good part about the plaza that I was in, there was just like a line of traditional Asian restaurants. So then I meandered down further and there was some lunch specials, um, you know, with your fried rice and your um, sticky, sticky beef. And then I was like, I'm going to try some dumplings. Incredible homemade dumplings made in front of me. And they were big and they were $12 for six. So all of this food I'm talking about was very affordable. We're talking around 10 to $16. Uh, so obviously it's a very local area and it entices its community to eat traditional food that they are used to from their culture. So it's a great experience for us just to head on out to Sunnybank and get, you know, from yum cha to dumplings to your steam fish boats. And yeah, what an experience. Um, I could have eaten there all day actually, <laughs> but I ended up stopping after I got some uh, um, fried leek dumplings and that was enough for me. And then just sort of drove around and had a look at, you know, the culture around the streets and uh, can understand why people in Brisbane only sort of drive 15 to 20 minutes out and they are in Sunnybank having a fine cultural time out there. So that has been my uh, last couple of weeks. It's been, yeah, it's it's been freedom fighting in one way, but it's also, you know, through the darkness um, with another war pending, there is always light. And that was what Trent's message was. And I'm going to leave you with that today, that you will always find light. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, please, uh, like and share my podcast around and I'll be back next week with a special guest. Adios.